my message is not a, an Easter message, and I, I, I've kind of... Um, where do I want to be? Tell you what I've had on my heart. I've had on my heart the, 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 the Feast of Tabernacles. Let me just say this to you. In John's Gospel, we, we read about Jesus in, in Jerusalem, and he, he, he's at the feast. And it says, on the last day of the feast, the greatest day, the best day. I don't know why the best day was the best, but the last day was the best day. Jesus stood up and he cried with a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Out of their innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And I, I don't know whether you're thirsty today or not, but I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. I'm desperate for more of God. I'm desperate for his presence. And, uh, you know, these, uh, these, these iPads, they're great, but mine's gone crazy on me. Hmm. Make something up. Well, it's what, I, it's what I normally do. One of these days, isn't it funny? Ah, salvation has come. Salvation has come. I knew God wouldn't let me down, you know. Never does. Never does. It's an interesting thing. I, I'm always happy when I've prepared. It, for, for me, God can do whatever he likes, actually, whenever he wants. It's when I've prepared and I've got my, my, my little safety net, I then I don't at least feel happy. Uh, and I don't know why, but without that, I can't preach. Well, maybe I could, but I don't feel I can anyway. So I'm safe now. Um, Tabernacles was, was a, a very popular festival. It was rich in symbolism. It was also called um, the, the tabernacle or, or, or the, the celebration of booths. It was when the Jewish men and boys would get together and they, they'd build themselves some huts, temporary dwellings, places where they could, could stop for the night. It spoke of the time in the wilderness when they got no place to rest and no place to stop. You're smiling at me. What are you smiling at me for? Ah, it's another shed for the boys. But, but actually it spoke of, of the promise of God. It spoke of the blessing of God. It spoke of the time in the wilderness when they, they had nothing and God provided for them. It spoke of the time and the season when water came out of the rock. Brian mentioned that last week. When God provided in times of need and crisis. And as part of this ceremony, every day for seven days, the, the, the priests and the people would go to the well. They draw water out of the well. And the huge crowd would be there, and they'd be there with branches and palms. And when they drew the well out of the water, the people would sing, Therefore with joy shall we draw water from the wells of salvation. And they sang it all the way back to the temple. And, oh, so, so bless me, it's so visual. Actually, the priests, say they, they went to this, to this well, and they drew water. And they carried it back in a golden bowl. And they got to the temple and they stood at the steps of the temple. And they, wait, and they just stood there and they waited. And the people sang from Psalms 113 to Psalms 118. They sang the Psalms. Read them yourself. And the priest then picked up the bowl of water. And his assistant picked up a bowl full of wine. And they stood and they poured them down the steps. It was like a river that rushed out of the temple. We know very well symbolically the Holy Spirit is referred to as water and wine. And there was this pouring out. And the further it got away from the temple, the more it looked like a river. I mean, we're, we're talking about gallons. We're not talking about a little, you know, cup full. But loads and loads of water would, would flush out of the temple. 
And as part of this, as they came back, they were worshipping and celebrating and thanking God. But it was ritual, most of it. It wasn't a real experience. And that what you need to understand is that at this time, right at the very end, at the last day, at the last moment, which they said was the best day, Jesus stands up. And in a quiet voice. No, 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 no. In a loud voice. There was nobody there who didn't hear him. He wasn't uh, trying to be demure. He stood up with a loud voice. I can't do it as loud as him. I wish I could. Maybe I could try. If anyone is thirsty... I must sound like Dave Devonish, didn't it? Yeah. I, I could fill in for him. If he's ever short, I could fill in for Mr. Devonish. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. For out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Yeah, I want to talk to you about, about rivers today. Why? Well, it's Easter. But okay, I just felt earlier that there was a turn in the river. You see, I'm surprised to be speaking this morning. I, I'm blessed to be. I thought, well, God, are you going to do it to me again? Second time running. I'm going to prepare and, and we're going to continue. I wouldn't have been too fussed if we continued in worship. Yeah, I wouldn't have been too bothered. But I wondered. And at the right time, the priests would raise the bowls. What, what an image. I, I, you can't see it, but I kind of, I can, I can capture it. They lifted the bowls and they poured them. And outflowing and outpouring. And the crowd was circling and continuing to sing. She. I mean, people think our worship's a bit strange. You know, I see them waving the palm branches, yeah? Doing a huli. Wow. On the seventh day of the festival, they did this seven times. To the well and back, to the well and back, to the well and back. It was symbolic. It was to remind them of God's provision in time of need. They were asking God for water because this festival was in, in August time. They needed rains for crops. It spoke of that God's provision. It fulfilled Ezekiel's vision that he had of the temple and so many other things. You know, I, I, I only ever speak on what I see. And so when I got to speaking, I said to God, what do you, show me, show me something. I'm useless, you see, I can't do an iPad. Show me something, God. And I'll tell you what I saw. I saw the hills and I saw a river flowing from the hills. I saw it coming down to the valley. And I saw people having a picnic. And I thought, oh Lordy. It didn't seem right somehow, it seemed out of context. People were having sandwiches and cakes by the riverside. And they stood there and they're eating. Um, I, I heard them talking and one said to the other, oh, I said, this river, it's great. He said, look, you can get in when you like. I'm in the river. I'm out the river. I'm in the river. I, I'm back out the river. No, 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 it's not meant to be like that. It's, it's not that kind of experience. We're in the river of God. But actually, I can get in when I want to. But you're not in the river. You stood on the bed of the river or you stood on the bank, but the river's that way. It's gone past us. It's, got, it's, it's moved down. I, I want to live in the river of God. Not to visit it occasionally from time to time, to step in the water when I've got a need. Or to say to God, well, I'm needy this morning, I'm going to get in the river. No, 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 no. I need to dwell in the river of God. When, when, I, when I'm in the river of God, I, I'm, I'm in the centre of God's will. I'm in the flow of God. I, I, I'm moving in that prophetic thing that God is doing. I'm lining up with where God is going in this house. If I'm in the river today and out of the river this afternoon, it doesn't do it for me. If I took my shoes and socks off, you'd see I've got webbed feet. 
I want to be in the river of God. Why? Because I'm desperate to see God come and work and move in our nation, in our town, in our county. I want to be part of the prophetic thing that God's doing. I'm not part of that, then I've missed it. I don't want to be... I don't want recreational bathing. I want the flow of God and to be part of that. So let's just understand that Jesus' uh, his cry was, was firstly an invitation. He stands up in the middle and he invites. And I, you know, Brian said earlier on about an invitation, actually God's inviting us today to come to the river, to live in the river, to be part of the river, to line ourselves up with what God's doing. And here, here's Jesus and uh, you know, this uninvited, at least I've been invited this morning, this uninvited Jewish preacher stands up and shouts, Anyone is thirsty, then come and drink. Loudly, publicly offers an invitation and a promise. If you're thirsty, come and drink. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? Are you dry? There's plenty of things in the world that will satisfy for a while. But oh my goodness, what an aftertaste. <laughs> what an aftertaste. The first thing that we, we, we need to do is to recognise our condition that we're thirsty. Are you thirsty? Are you dry? This world offers lasting satisfaction for a, for a season, for a time. Promises much but delivers little. <laughs> Talks about marriage, family, money, fame, enlightenment, travel. It's, it's all available to you if you want it. Actually, I've known people that I worked with who didn't go outside the village where they were born. Too much going on, there's too much happening. Nothing completely satisfies apart from the water that Jesus gives. There can be happy moments along the journey of life, but let me suggest to you that you can't go back and recapture them. They're there for a season, for a moment, for a time. Enjoy them. There's no reason why you shouldn't enjoy them. But only being in the river of God produces fulfilment. We're looking for something to satisfy us. But inside us there's this deep longing for God. Our every desire and aspiration, our very yearnings should be found in, in the kingdom of God. We were born for his love. We were born for his love. And we cannot live without it. The joy that we've been searching for is the joy of God. Our hope and our centre and all we are is found in him. I want to say to you that Jesus is the answer for our deep longing. Yes. But it's our responsibility and our opportunity to drink. Yeah. He's the answer. But it's our responsibility and our opportunity to drink deeply. Little did they know or understand when Jesus stood up that he was the fulfilment of the promise he was the one that was to come that was to bring the Holy Spirit like the priest that poured out the water he came to pour out the Holy Spirit ay ay I'm thirsty how awesome is this river of God much more mighty than the natural rivers of this world that even God created it's an awesome river I want to tell you that where rivers flow, they bring life. 
Put a river in a desert, you get an oasis. The Amazon, this is uh, something I discovered. The Amazon basin, with its miles of rivers, holds more species of plant and animal than in any other place in the world. It produces more oxygen and more life than any other place in the world. Rivers by nature produce life. They're full of living water. You know, actually, the, the water that flows through us is living. It produces life. It produces something of God. It produces renewal and refreshing. I want to say that the river of God is not diluted and it's not mixed. It's 100% life-giving. 100% life-giving. Do you know why it's, it's 100% life-giving? Well, because it's flowing from the resurrection and the life. That's why it's that. You can't be any more alive than when you're in the river of God. You can't. You can't be any more awake, any more liberated, any more free any more in, in, in victory than when you're in the river of God. But I want to warn you that this morning we can quench up that river. We can build a dam. We can stop the flow. We can allow doubt, fear, bitterness, unforgiveness. And we can allow sin to, to produce a blockage in our lives. Or we can simply go with the flow of God and allow God to, to, to so fill us that we're in a place where all of that stuff is dealt with. Rivers produce life. Wherever the river flows, it produces life. It produces healing. It produces wholeness. It does this. It renews, restores, cleanses, purifies. It's powerful. It's living. When the waters touch us, dead and dry areas are brought back to life. I lived in Africa as a child. And uh, there was a time when I knew something was about to happen, but I didn't know what it was. I just knew that something was going to occur. And for a few weeks, I'd been in this place where I thought, it's so hot. I'm so thirsty. It's so dry. And then suddenly one day, it was my birthday, and I got all the kids around for a party. And uh, they're all sitting having uh, trifle and cake. And suddenly the heavens opened. And I'd never seen rain like it in my life. And they're all sitting there eating trifle and cake, and I, I, I went outside. Don't tell anyone. There was a big water barrel outside. And I stripped. And jumped in the barrel. And I'm jumping up and down in the barrel for all, for all of my, my, my being. So desperate for water. So dry, so long. And the next morning I got up, and the whole place was teeming with life. And birds were singing. And grass was growing. And life had come to a desolate dry place. Are you dry? Are you thirsty? Let the river of God come. Animals from every kind are drawn to the water. You've seen them. They all line the banks. Animals of every kind, they come to places like that. From miles around, they come. Get ready, please. The animals are coming. Mm-hmm. <coughs> animals are coming. Wherever there's rivers, there's constant change. Never the same. Always different, always being shaped, always being moved. By its very nature, a river undergoes a change every two years of its life. Something occurs that alters its direction or its source or its spring or its power. 
I want to say, are we, are we ready this morning for change to occur in us? Are we ready for a shifting, for, for another season, for another time? I love you too much. I love you too much, Alison, to see you cough. No, 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 no. You're all right. Been poorly, girl. Rivers constantly clean themselves. They're constantly renewing, constantly reviving, constantly restoring. You know, ponds stagnant. They don't clean themselves. But rivers do. I want to suggest that we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, to cleanse us, to renew us, to restore us, to reshape us. Rivers constantly change. I want to say to you that there's a constant change in depth in a river. The bed is always being eroded. It's always being made deeper. When a a river is first formed, it, it never ever becomes wide, but it goes deep. There's always a depth that's occurring. The first move of a river is not to widen, but to go deeper. I wonder if we're just allowing that Holy Spirit to go deep in us, to renew us, to transform us, to change us. Let's not stay in the shallows. Let's not stand on the edge. I want to say to you that the cutting of a river actually takes a season and a time. When God works in us, it can be painful, but it's productive. Rivers are constantly overflowing. In seasons and times of refreshing, they're always overflowing. I want to say the Holy Spirit's an evangelical spirit, always reaching out. And that a river is progressive and powerful. So God, I suggest that we don't swim against the flow. I finally want to say this, that every moment God brings to us is an opportunity. We either seize the moment or we miss it. We either take the opportunity or it passes us by. I want to say that before us today is the river of God. And the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. Understand that, yeah? Our opportunity has a sell-by date. Has a sell-by date. We don't seize that moment in the lifetime of that opportunity. It will be gone from us. If we stand on the bank of the river and we say, I can get in tomorrow, we'll miss it. Because the thing that God had for us today is now further downstream. Will it come again? I don't know. It may. But we may miss the opportunity. My passion and my heart is to follow the vision of the house of God, to be immersed in the river of God, to flow in the things of God, to live my life as one who seeks to find the purpose and plan of God for myself, for this church, for this county, and for the other places that God takes me. So today we have an opportunity to to be in the river of God. Again, as Brian said, it's a choice. It's a choice. I want to pray and I'm going to finish. I didn't want to be long. Father, I pray that with, with every opportunity you bring to us, we would seize the moment. Father, that we wouldn't let it flow past us or by us. That, God, we would see ourselves in the river of God. Father, immersed in your presence, living for your purpose. Father, I pray that the plan and God that you have 
ordained for all of us and for this church will be seen. Father, I thank you for your presence. Father, I thank you for that, that wonderful worship. God, for the honouring of your name. And Father, I pray that this day and every day we'll find ourselves in the place of God, in the river of God, moving in your plan and purpose as you've, you've destined for us. God, I pray that we wouldn't miss that opportunity or that moment in Jesus' name. Amen.